of the living geek. Moshi moshi everyone, welcome to episode 17 of Super Segoy Cast. I'm Alex. And I'm Justin. So let's get back into where we left off last week with uh, Moribito Guardian of the Spirit. We watched episodes 6 through 12, but there's, I believe, 24 in the whole season. Yeah, there are 24 episodes, and we're not going to watch the whole thing because we're only going to give a sampling, yes. and maybe we'll continue on, maybe not, but if we do, it won't be particularly for the show. I know personally I'm not going to continue with it because it kind of fell off for me. It it really did. I was super disappointed. Episodes 6 through 12, well, okay, so what ended up happening in those episodes, Balsa and Prince Chagum, they have found a place to live. They inadvertently faked their deaths, and mm-hmm, they're no mm-hmm. longer being chased by the crazy assassins that were going after them in the first place. Yeah. And so now they've... They're kind of laying low outside of a village, mm-hmm. and everything is really boring. Like It really is. Like You get the most exciting part where they're having to think about leaving area because they're being chased by these assassins, and they're traveling with this older like witch lady who yeah. ends up splitting ways with them, and she talks to this like giant wolf that attacks them out of nowhere, but doesn't kill them, but it makes it look like it kills them. Right. And they didn't know about it either, no, so it that's... was just this crazy thing that happened where exactly. even we almost thought that they mm-hmm. were dead. So, but like after that, after they faked their deaths, there was nothing left for them to do. So they're just kind of living a boring life in a sense. And yeah. Chagum's trying to learn how to live as a commoner versus a prince. Right, and that's pretty much what the story's focusing on right now. It's just him adapting to not living in the palace. Exactly, and you get a little bit of Boss's background, but not a whole lot. Yeah, that so. was interesting, but I mean, we need more. We you do. know, we like really there's do. just not enough to go on. The very last episode, number twelve. It kind of ended with a hint that maybe they had been found by, I don't know, the original people who mm-hmm. were chasing them. So I may watch just because I really want the show to be good and I really don't want to leave it as being bad, you know? Like, yeah. it, it started off so good. I just... It really did. There's one scene where you kind of think she's going to get found out because she went to like this blacksmith that she normally goes to yeah. to get her spear fixed. And he's like, well, why don't I just turn you in? Like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. Whatever. And he happens to have her hide in the closet when two of the assassins are coming to get two of their new swords that they needed made. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the blacksmith questions them and tells them a story trying to get a feel for their side versus her side. Right. Because for all he knows, Mm -hmm. she kidnapped the prince. Or killed the prince or whatever. She's there with Chagum, but he doesn't know that he's the prince. Like It's complicated. Very. But all in all, like, that's probably the most action possibly them getting found out. Yeah. The rest of it's just finding out that Chagum's really smart because he's the prince. and There was a little bit of magic. Very um, little. But not enough to keep you interested. No. You get a brief experience of the spirit world because that's why he has like a water spirit in his body. So that was kind of neat, but really that's probably the most I enjoyed of the show so far. Right. If you've ever seen Insidious, it's kind of like that mm-hmm. where the guy goes into the spirit world to try to find another spirit and bring it back to itself so that we can come back to life. But, exactly. you know, that's pretty much the extent of what happened. Mm-hmm. It's like you get a little bit of magic to kind of help keep you interested, but it's not enough to make it worthwhile. Right. If this had ended on episode 11, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't be interested in seeing anything else. Mm-hmm. But since we had that teeny little glimmer, I'm just hoping that something picks up. 
Yeah, I'm still not going to give it a chance. Yeah. Even if you're watching it, I probably won't continue myself. If anybody else has been watching it, leave us a comment. Tell us what you thought. And then maybe give us another anime that you would like us to review or watch. We enjoy being able to hear back from you guys. However, a good show that we have just started watching yes. that hopefully will not fall off as well, which I don't think it's <laughs> I going don't to see at it this happening. point. No. Yeah. We started watching One Punch Man. Woo! And I'm actually really excited for this show. The first six episodes, extremely entertaining and funny. I really hope it keeps going that way. And this is a show that only has 12 episodes. Yeah, so we'll be able to watch the full series. Or at least the first season. Oh, yeah. We'll be able to watch the first season of the series for the show, totally. Yes. Um, You can find it on only Hulu, which to me is very depressing. Yeah, I'm disappointed because the subtitles that they have on Hulu, particularly for this show, are Mm -hmm. terrible. They really are. Like, there's a lot of lag when they pop up, and Mm -hmm. it'll be in a completely, like, the next scene, they'll be showing a completely different character, and then the previous character's dialogue shows up at the bottom. It's like you're watching an old Chinese, like, action movie where their mouths move and then the words come. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) we've also tried to watch um, Megan man anime on hulu yeah that was bad also the show was just terrible in and of itself and the subtitles really really didn't help so we gave up after i think episode one and a half yeah i'm sure there are other free sites that you can probably catch one punch mm-hmm. man on but as far as we know going through netflix crunchyroll hulu and mm-hmm. etc we only found it on hulu so yeah the show kind of follows would-be hero who's extremely strong and he's just kind of bored so he does it for fun and his name is saitama We kind of get a brief background on why he ends up being a hero. He ends up saving a kid that had like a ball chin. Yeah, it was a huge ball chin. And he saved him from a lobster man. Lobster? Yeah, it was a lobster. Yeah, he ended up like pulling his eye out with a tie. It was pretty gruesome. So, oh, the, the show is actually kind of gory now that you mention it. It is. But everything explodes. <laughs> yeah, but it's a fun gory. It's not mm-hmm. like, you know, bloody disgusting or anything. So he ends up killing that monster before he's known as One Punch Man. or He's not even known as One Punch Man. He doesn't even kill him with a punch. He kills him with a tie. He um, pulled out his entire organs. Basically. Through his eyeball. <laughs> yeah, like he de-gutted the lobster man, basically. Yeah. At this point, though, he was just a normal businessman. He had a suit on. Mm-hmm. He had hair. And then when you see him later on, he ends up training so hard to become, like, the strongest person. He goes bald. I, th- I thought that was like, insane. Like, how do you train so hard that you lose all of your hair? Well, the thing is, he's not even training that hard. No. He gave us the secret to his training regimen. And it's just 100 push-ups and 100 sit-ups and 100 crunches and, like, running 10 miles. <laughs> yeah, basically. And he did that every day. And the only reason why we even know his training regimen is because he somehow picked up a pupil who wants to learn from him but the thing is he's like a cyborg so it's not like his yeah, training methods are really going to get training, so. no <laughs> he's only going to get it from his creator in a sense yeah when he gets new parts yeah which he's gotten some upgrades but even then he's still not stronger than his uh sensei Saitama. right but the interesting thing that the show touches on is like we said Saitama's ridiculously powerful mm-hmm. um but he is so powerful that he can't do anything like he's too powerful for mm-hmm. his own good you know he can't there's no fun in it for him anymore and it's kind of interesting because he goes into every fight and he's just kind of like oh you seem kind of strong 
no, you're not, and he yeah. ends up beating them with one punch. Exactly, but, and he's disappointed. Yeah, but they do it in such a weird, not a weird, but fun way that it's not boring to you that he's defeating all these enemies with one punch. Right. Just, I really like the art style, too. Yeah. For me, that makes a huge difference. This is really nice to look at, and they keep it kind of fun because when he's bored, they change up his face. He's more round. Yeah, he's very round, very blah, and then for the few moments when he does get serious, he looks, you know, like... A well-drawn anime character. Like Goku in Super <laughs> Saiyan form, kind of, in a sense. It's neat. Like you're saying about the art style, he's very bland, and not only his face, but, like, his suit doesn't fit him. It's just like yeah, he's wearing this floppy. giant yellow suit that, yeah, it doesn't fit him. But all of a sudden, he goes in serious mode, and he's, like, this, like, super cut dude, and, like, I love, and I hate it. I think it's funny because it really expresses the situation, but I hate it because at the same time, I think I would just prefer him it's to stay, consistent. like, super buff the whole time. Yeah. Like, but I understand why they can't, because it's just not as fun that way. Right. So even though he is kind of bored, he still wants to be a hero. And the show's kind of focusing on him struggling being a professional hero. Yes. He even joins the Hero Association, and he's trying to be acknowledged by the mm -hmm. Hero Association, but all these things keep happening, and nobody knows that he's actually doing anything. They think he's a fake, stealing thunder from all, like, because there's ranking. The S class being the highest, yeah. going down to, I think, C class is the lowest they all allow. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of heroes, Tons. Like, like a ton of them. There's even, there's heroes that shouldn't be heroes, like the tank mm -hmm. top crew, yeah, I think you know? Like tank top tiger, and then there's like black tank top, and oh, it's awful. Like there, there's some dude who's known as Moomin Rider, and all mm -hmm. he does is ride a bike. He's not strong, he's not even fast, he's just like a genuinely nice guy. And so, like, you get ranked not only off of strength, but personality and, like, being liked. So that helps, but no one knows who he is. Everybody hates him because they think he's a fake. Right, because every time he shows up, it's after all these other mm -hmm. people have been defeated and nobody else is around. Mm -hmm. And then he kills the dude with one punch and nobody sees it. I, you know, it's cool, though, because we've started to notice he kind of owns the fact that he thinks everybody thinks he's a fake. He doesn't care because he doesn't do it for the popularity. But it's still tough for him though mm -hmm. to come to terms with it it is i think one of my favorite episodes so far from one through six is the episode where he tries to become a hero like you have to qualify oh yeah through a physical like through physical tests and a written exam basically mm -hmm. him and um his partner genos genos both apply and genos gets s class because he excelled at all of it yeah passed the written test because he's the a physical. giant cyborg but yeah and or he's, he's really not a, he's not a giant cyborg he's just a cyborg but <laughs> So Saitama, he only gets a 70, so he's automatically put into C-class. But the thing is, he destroyed all the records for the physical fitness test. Like, if he could have got more than 50, he would have. It's the only reason why he made it as a hero mm -hmm. is because of his physical scores. Yeah, he got like a 20 out of 50. If they're, if they're basing it on a 50-50, he only got 20 out of 50 on the written exam. So he started off at like literally the bottom of C-class. Yeah, he really did. But, but he's worked his way up now. I really enjoy, I don't know like why, like trading montages in like movies and... <laughs> and things like that so like seeing people like train and then like excel at their test or whatever they're trying to train for right it's like a really huge payoff like i loved when goku was training in like the gravity chamber like see he needs saitama needs a gravity chamber yeah that would probably help him a lot <laughs> i don't know it's like it's exciting to see people get stronger like when he did the test you finally kind of get to see his explosive power not just in one punch yeah and, like, he let go a little bit it was kind of funny because the very first thing they do is um like ski jumps where you kind of jump side to side and like every behind him's like look at this guy he looks puny and doesn't look strong because they're showing like his blah form and all of a sudden they say go and he cuts and like just starts jumping so fast everybody's like oh and they like walk away they didn't even try yeah all in all i just thought him destroying 
every physical aspect was hilarious. It was. The way that they show it is is really good. So I really look forward to watching the next six episodes and letting you guys know how it goes because I really enjoy this anime. It's one of my favorite ones that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, me too. It's very fun and the people who created it just you can tell they enjoyed what they Mm -hmm. were doing and they were just like and it's super creative too because there's not only are there a ton of heroes but there's also a ton of villains and like all the monsters they all so far seem to be kings of things but usually that's okay because they're super neat looking everybody's got a cool little name most of the time yeah he's the only one who doesn't have a name he's just just saitama actually well and genos he's just genos he doesn't have a name so we kind of left off with these heroes Oh, no, he did defeat that hero. Never mind. There was that seaweed monster that, like, mm-hmm. defeated, like, three heroes that were, like, yeah. S-class or A-class. Yeah, and he hinted at the sea king, or a bunch... He said there was a meeting of giant sea creature monsters that were going to be coming up. Yeah, I thought that was just monsters that... Oh, well, maybe it, it was, was monsters. Yeah, either way, because where Saitama lives, he lives in what's known as City F, and it's, like, an abandoned city, basically. Mm, city Z, I think, is, is where Is it City lives. Z? I think so. It doesn't matter. He lives in a city, which is... They're all alphabetical order type, like, cities, and no one lives there because it's just absolutely destroyed by all these monsters that can, like for whatever reason always go to his city right so he ends up killing it and eating it because it was made of seaweed i thought for some reason it was still around but no he killed it i forgot because he ate it this anime didn't start as an anime it came from a manga which was well it actually came as a webcomic oh a webcomic and oh. it was the person who created it he doesn't have a name he goes by one and so oh. that's where you get i guess one punch man yeah he probably just kind of went off of that it's just interesting that he doesn't use his real name well, and then he didn't put any copyright things on it, mm. so it was actually remade. So it, it was first created by one in 2009. Then a different artist took over in 2012. Um, his name was Yusuke Murata, oh. and he started taking over and making it a digital webcomic as well, redrawn and the same stories and everything. It's mm-hmm. just, it looks different. Do you think he's the one who's doing the anime? I don't know. No, I don't think so. What do you mean? Is one doing the anime, or is Yusuke? I don't know, but I know that when you watch the credits in the beginning, it mm-hmm. says one in there. So I think it's it probably says based on the comics, the original comics of by one. one. Yeah. But I'm not sure, because I don't read Japanese that well. Yeah. <laughs> so I look forward to seeing the rest of these. I hope we get to learn more about the personalities of both Saitama and Genos, because they're like the two main characters of the show. Mm-hmm. And Justin has some really good theories about Genos and well just things in general actually but I don't want to give them away I want people to watch it and see if they come up with their theories on their own I'll give my theory on it next next time we watch it yeah which will be next well two weeks from now yeah two weeks from when you hear this episode right so I'll give some theories then but it's kind of neat because like we were saying Saitama's always bored and but like when he gets serious he goes all out but Genos on the other hand is he's on a mission yeah Yeah. he's on a mission to i think find another cyborg who destroyed his town and like killed his parents basically Mm -hmm. so they're completely two different people but like for whatever reason genos like just supersedes saitama as his like leader for i think it's because he's young he's only like 16 or something like that right i think so yeah and he's always he realizes that saitama's not that smart and he just kind of judges what he can from him and see what he can learn because he just he doesn't understand why he's so strong I'm sure we'll find out plenty of stuff because mm-hmm. the anime just came out this October. Oh, yeah. So they haven't had a lot of time to go forward with the story. It was probably just like a, um, you know, a test kind of thing. Let's mm-hmm. see how this first 12 episodes go and then we can go from there. That makes sense why it's only on like Hulu, not Netflix and Crunchyroll or right. what, whatever other websites. So hopefully they get out with that season two quick because mm-hmm. I want to see more. 
the one thing that I hope they don't change though is the song. Because uh, I am is in love amazing. with the song. Yeah. Um, they even have a music video for it. They do, and when I was looking it up, it turns out they shot it in San Francisco, which is kind of which interesting, is, yeah, but you know, it's still cool. Our, our home know. areas. Yeah, exactly. So I saw the bridge, and I was like, "Hey." I didn't know. Did you notice when that song came out? Maybe we could have been there when they were recording. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's on YouTube, and it's, we'll put a link for it. Yeah, it's called "The Hero" by Jam Project. Yes. And it turns out that Jam Project, while I was looking into them, it's a bunch of singers who worked on other anime theme songs, and they all came together and started up this group called mm-hmm. Jam Project. So between all like the five current artists, I think, they've done over a hundred different anime songs. So it's pretty amazing. They know what they're doing. Yeah. And you can tell because the song was tailored for the show, mm-hmm. and they have so much heart in it. You know what I mean? It sounds so cool, though. Like, it really does. There's just, like, maniacal, like, maniacal? No, how, how Maniacal. You, maniacal? How would you say that? Like, Man- maniacal. Maniacal, it's like a maniac, but not. It's maniacal. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, a maniacal type, like, laugh near, like, the end of the song, and it's, like, probably my favorite part yeah. of and it the goes into song. Well, see, my favorite part is the awesome 80s scream that he goes into after <laughs> the maniacal he laughter like he's in the 80s too with his hairstyle yeah he does but it's amazing and i love it and i'm getting it on my itunes yes. and i can't stop so. you know one thing i've always noticed is almost like every anime has really good intro outro songs for the most part because it matters it so, makes a big difference and they care yeah, like compared to like the little ones that you get for the cartoons here yeah well like, pokemon pokemon's, pokemon's anime, got though. well that's true but the american song that's, that's totally different. Maybe they stole that from the Japanese people. They didn't, but that song is <laughs> awesome also. I love the American Either Pokemon way, song. They, I, I have yet to really like hate an intro or an outro song. There's some that are like too slow that I'm just like, eh, it's okay, but I'm not going to continue listening to it. But right. there's ones like One Punch that I don't skip through because I really enjoy it. So You tried to skip through it the second time. time and I yelled at him. I was like, nope. We're never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... uh. This isn't a third anime we've decided to watch. This one I've been watching, but there's something I wanted to talk about. So I've been watching One Piece, which I've mentioned a few episodes back. Currently, I'm on like 690, I think, somewhere right around there. Mm-hmm. Really, really enjoying it still. I think I have an obsession with this anime. I can't stop watching it. This is my problem. And I think I'm going to be very sad when I get to the end. Yeah, you're almost caught up. See, yeah. he, he didn't start watching it until it was already, you know, 700 episodes in. So he had the luxury of just kind of spam watching it whenever. Kind of like Naruto. <laughs> and I was really sad when I caught up with all of Naruto. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm bringing up One Piece because they're doing a Kabuki adaptation titled Super Kabuki 2 One Piece. And it covers the Battle of Marinefold and War of the Best. If you don't know what that means, it really doesn't matter. It's a bunch of pirates that are fighting each other. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I should have given a basis of what One Piece was. It's a bunch (laughs) of pirates trying to go for this, like, hidden treasure, basically, like in every pirate show. Yeah, which is what pirates do. It's called the One Piece, and supposedly if you have the One Piece, you are the king of all pirates. And so they did a Kabuki adaptation of this, and we've watched the YouTube video... It's, it looks pretty fun. Yeah, it I looks would awesome. totally go see it. And being that it's Kabuki, it's just way out there. And I think it's going to be awesome. It has done one run of performances from October to November in Shinbashi, Tokyo, and it had 78 showings. That is a lot of showings. That's a lot of showings for like one to two months. It is, actually, yeah. That's like from October to November. Yeah, it's only 60 days. That's almost a showing every day. Yeah, it's more than that. There's 60 days You're in right. two months. <laughs> I can math. <laughs> they, so they obviously did double episodes probably on the weekends and stuff like that. That was obviously October, November 2015, but they still have more showings in 2016. 
Of that 78 showings, tickets were sold out for every show, and over 100,000 people attended. That is a lot of people. There are to go see this Kabuki show. Not, tons. Yeah, and like not just because... It, it's amazing because it's a Kabuki show, but mm-hmm. it's also amazing because it's an anime Kabuki mm-hmm. show, you know? But to me, you know, when we went to Japan back in like 2011, One Piece was everywhere. It was super popular, but yeah. that was four years ago from when this came out almost five years ago so what's kind of crazy is it still really popular out there and we just don't know it well it must be i mean this thing had that many people attend and that's not the only showing they're having because that was back in 2015 so they're having more in 2016 two other showings Mm -hmm. they're having two other showings one is an osaka show chikuza during march with about 40 performances and the last one is in fukuoka's hakataza it's going to be during April and has 39 performances. And again, these are two one-month showings in two different areas with more than 30 days worth of shows. Yeah. So they're obviously, they have to be doing double-ups on the weekend. Yeah, they must. It, that's a lot of showings, though. It so, is. Like, think about what these performers must be going through. Because Kabuki is, like, super extravagant and very elaborate. And you mm-hmm. know what I mean? That takes a lot of work. In less than a year, that's like 160 showings. In it's like baseball season. Four months. 160 showings in four months. That's insane. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's got to be really fun to do kabuki style like That's got to be amazing to do, yeah. And then the show itself is already outrageous, so they get to do even more. Yeah. I can't, that's going to be, oh, you know who I didn't really see was hmm. Frankie the robot? Oh, yeah. Because he's super, like, outrageous, him. too. But in, like, the brief YouTube video, which we'll link to you guys, it you kind of get an ad and you also get some of the show just a little bit teasers right and but you can see all the characters mm-hmm. basically and who they are supposed to be they all look really great they did a really good job for brooke yeah oh i love brooke he's my favorite one um, i got super excited when they showed him if you he's know a who, skeleton yeah he's a musical skeleton yeah he plays like guitars and, and violins he laughs all and... the time and he goes yo <laughs> It's pretty good. I want it. That would be hilarious <laughs> to hear in Kabuki too, because yeah. I'm sure they'd really make that huge. But he's he's actually really funny in the show too. I would totally go see it if we were in Japan. I almost kind of want to go to Japan just to see this show, <laughs> like, and hope they come to America. That would be cool, but I guarantee you, if they came to America, nobody would go see it. We would be the only two. We would. We would buy out the whole theater. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, come on. So here's another thing. This is a game, but again, it's also coming out with an anime as well. So, if you haven't played Puzzles and Dragons, sorry, Puzzle and Dragons, yes. I always add an extra S for some reason, you really should get it. It's really fun. It's like, hmm. It's kind of like Bejeweled mixed Candy with... Candy Crush. Yeah, Bejeweled mixed with Candy Crush mixed with an RPG. Like fighting monsters and stuff like that. You have yeah. To like, it's earth, water, fire, dark, and light type things, and obviously monsters have various weaknesses compared on what they are, so... You combine these orbs to do water or fire or whatever kind of damage. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. I play it currently. I know a few other people do play it. You a don't lot play of people it, play it. No, I haven't. I never really got into it because I was playing um, Pokemon Shuffle. That's instead. right. You really were playing again, which is another type of game that's yeah. like this. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so it's a free to play game that started in Japan in 2012. It was available first on iOS and then it came to Android. It's the number. It was the number one downloaded game in Japan in 2012 when it came out, and then also the number one download in U.S. when it came out in 2013. It's now available worldwide, which is shows how popular it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and as of January 2016, it was downloaded 39 million times in Japan and nine million in North America. So I was two of those downloads. We have <laughs> we have quite a ways to catch up to Japan, but 
you know, that's almost 50 million mm -hmm. downloads. But I think J Japan's more mobile-oriented than we are. Yes. Like, they get a lot more out of their phones. They're generations behind us some of the times. Like, yeah. when we were there well, in Well, they 2011, just started getting their smartphones now. Yeah, but when we went there, we had, like, Androids and things like that here. They're still using flip phones and razors and stuff like that. Yeah. But they did more with those than we could do with our smartphones. Yeah, they had a ton of games available for them. Every time we would be at the train stations and stuff, people would just be, you know, playing games on them and stuff like that. And we're mm -hmm. like, wow. Because our flip phones, we had Snake, you know? Mm -hmm. that, <laughs> yeah. That was about it. <laughs> so it it's a really good game and it's free to play, which we mentioned, and you can get these like eggs to buy other things and stuff like that. But it was the first mobile game in history to earn $1 billion. Yep. And that's all from microtransactions and because really, it's a free-to-play game. Yeah, you, you put money in there to buy, like, these egg things that you use as, like, in-game currency. Right. And you unlock more characters and stuff like that with mm -hmm. them. And there's uh, different skins available. I'm sure you guys would probably think that Candy Crush would have been the first one to a billion because everybody buys a lot of things on there. But this game actually came out before Candy Crush. So, of course, it made more faster, but yeah. the fact that it made a billion dollars is insane. That is a lot of Just money. Just on microtransactions. Like I mentioned before, they had um, expansions, or you can get different skins. They always do crossovers. Like, there was a Final Fantasy crossover, there was a Nintendo crossover, mm -hmm. and some of them, they actually came out with... As a download? No. They came out as cartridges you could buy for the 3DS. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So now there's going to be a new one but it's not a crossover this is just puzzle and dragons but it's mm -hmm. puzzle and dragon x and it comes out in july in japan first and then it'll come out in the u.s there's going to be we hope there's going to be two different editions because they're taking the pokemon route mm -hmm. um there's going to be the god chapter and the dragon chapter which obviously one game is going to focus on you being able to collect gods to use and the other one being dragons to use right which is awesome and each of those games only has certain things that mm -hmm. the other one does not have, just like Pokemon. Yeah, so. and it's there's only a Japanese ad for it right now, but it shows a lot of like gameplay, and it really is kind of turning into how Pokemon is now, where you yeah. run around and battle things. It's going to be very similar to that. It's not just you clicking on a dungeon, going in and fighting those dungeon monsters. You actually have to run around to find them. I think it's a good thing that it's kind of taking over mm -hmm. from Pokemon, because Pokemon has kind of run its course. It's it, This is its 20th anniversary this year. Like, you can only do so much, and we need a fresh face, mm -hmm. and I think Puzzle and Dragons is that fresh face. It is, and this isn't something we're going to cover, but they are coming out with more games again, by the way. What, Pokemon? Yes. Oh, I know. Yeah, there's Moon and Sun. Yeah. And then, well, but anyway, we could, we'll talk about that later. Just like Pokemon, mm -hmm. they started off with a game, mm -hmm. now they're having an anime. Puzzle and Dragons anime is coming out as well in July, right after the two new games. Exactly. So that'll be pretty cool. And they show you a couple clips. Mm -hmm. um, in the ad for the game, you get some of the anime right. as well. And it doesn't look bad. Looks, no, it doesn't. It looks pretty cool. Um, I don't know if it's only releasing in Japan, but I hope it I'm is sure something on Crunchyroll yeah. so we can watch it. And uh, I'm sure we'll probably at least watch it and give you guys a review for sure. Speaking of games that have... Animes that become games or games that become animes. Right. We have Sword Art Online. Mm -hmm. A ton of people watched that. I loved it when it came out. It already has one form of a game adaption for, right. I know, for PlayStation. Well, there's a couple. Don't yeah. know if it's on Xbox. Right. No, I don't think so. I think it's there's a few of them in Japan, mm -hmm. too. But So, Sword Art Online is trying to become reality. 
Which would be awesome. Right, because that's what everybody dreams of when they watch the show. Mm -hmm. um, so IBM Japan is currently taking applications for participants in Tokyo, unfortunately, mm -hmm. to join in the alpha testing of real-life sword art online. That is awesome. We need to move to Japan right now and apply. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, it's not going to last much longer. So by the time this episode comes out, it's probably already going to be over with. <sighs> but 208... They're calling them lottery winners because that's what they basically are going to be doing. Mm -hmm. They're going to go and get their bodies scanned and immersed in a virtual reality at this event on March 18th. So oh. it's happening pretty quick. Yeah, I hope like they have videos of like how it works and things like that because it would sure be really cool to see. Yeah, they really didn't give us any details yet except that they're using IBM Cloud Services, SoftLayer Technology, and IBM Cognitive Computing. So I'm sure once this event happens, we'll get a lot more details mm -hmm. on from participants and from whatever about how it's working. Whatever. And, yeah, whatever. And, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Also, as a cool side note, the voice actors who played Kirito, Asuna, and Yui are all involved. So they're going to be in the game with you, probably teaching you how to do stuff. Oh, Okay, I thought I read that note as, like, you were going to play as them in no. the thing. And I was like, oh, well, that's kind of sad, because what's the point of doing virtuality if you can't be yourself? Right. No, they're scanning you in, and you're going to play inside of, I guess it's Einkrad. I'm not really sure what... What area? Yeah. Probably all of it. That's true. But either way, the fact that they're setting it up so you can play as a virtuality person, I do believe I read or saw that you're still using your hands to control yourself. Yes, it's still VR, mm -hmm. current VR technology technically, mm -hmm. so you have like the the mask on, but mm -hmm. you still have to move yourself around. Which is cool still, but it's not quite what sword art is, but right. their ultimate but their they're getting there. Is supposed to be exactly what sword art is with yes. um, the nerve gear. Yeah, they want to they want to eventually get to that point mm -hmm. so you can be fully immersed like that. So this is the first step, you know? I look forward to it. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I hope we can all get our hands on it because oh, yeah. I'd love to play the game. And when I first saw the anime, how they did it was really good. And I was like, I can only imagine what it would be like to play a game where you get to control yourself through thoughts. Yeah. Like, how awesome would that be? Like, it's kind of, well, and then I bet a lot of things could come of it too. Mm -hmm. Like, um, that movie Surrogates mm -hmm. with Bruce Willis, you know? Yeah. It was the same concept. Yeah. You immerse yourself and then your your other body goes You're out and does character. stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I will pay any kinds of money for this. <laughs> not going to lie. I want to swing a sword at somebody and have it be myself controlling it in the game. Like, yeah. That'd be so neat. It, it really would be. That would be awesome. It's almost a whole other form of doing cosplay, in a sense. I bet cosplayers would be one of the first people to jump in on it. Well, yeah. Because they can be their characters mm -hmm. in a way. That'd be awesome. Speaking of cosplay, though, mm -hmm. some interesting news about that. So back on like our second episode, I think it was, I we mentioned, so. yeah, we mentioned that Yaya Han was teaming up with McCall's Fabrics, or McCall's Fabric Patterns mm -hmm. and Joanne Stores, which sells fabric, to come out with her own line of fabric. And the company, Cosplay Fabrics, is starting to launch their items in stores now. So that's actually really cool news. It There's is. It's really good for other people trying to do cosplay. It right. helps kind of not necessarily take away them doing their own work, but at least gives them somewhat of an advantage so they don't have to start from the ground up. The way that you're saying it makes it sound like they're selling costumes. No, that's not what I mean. They're, it's more like specialty fabrics that mm -hmm. a lot of cosplayers look for, specifically that are hard to find. Yeah, that's, yeah. So it, it makes it so much easier. Like, Yaya Han has a pattern out for a catsuit, 
you know, just a zip up full body suit that is useful for, you know, superheroes and any other kind of costume that would require that. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. And the fabrics that she's coming out with also reflect that. There's like four way matte fabric. So that way there's no shine to it. There's wow. also metallic fabrics that she's coming out with that if you may need something like that, you know. There's what, 70 items in total. As of now, only 30 are available. But by the end of March, mm-hmm. everything should be fully out. And they're probably going to expand more depending on how well it goes. I bet really well. I, I bet mean, so too. I'm, I mean, she's like a prolific cosplayer. We try to do as much cosplay as we can, but some of the things that we want to get our hands on, we just can't. Right. And hopefully this would be very useful for us. Yeah. Like, we... It's just... It's so time-consuming mm-hmm. and expensive, you know? Like, if you're going to cosplay, it takes a lot of heart. And so at least this will kind of bridge the gap just a little bit. So Yaya Han has five cosplay sewing patterns via her website, McCall's, and Joanne's stores. The five that she's going to be selling is a corset, a ball gown, a male bodysuit, a female bodysuit, and a teen bodysuit. So they're all helpful. Extremely helpful to have a bodysuit. Exactly. It's like the base step that you need in creating a lot of these things. Yeah. I could have used like some male leggings for what I did my Jedi Knight. Yeah, your Obi Wan cosplay. Yeah, I ended up having to find like random ones that random yoga pants worked but didn't quite work. Yeah, and then you know it was just it was just complicated, you know. Very, but I hope that in the future when we do our other cosplays, we can go to these websites and get what we need. Exactly, it'll make it just so much easier. Mm -hmm. And another cool partnership that's happening: Crunchyroll is partnering up with Loot Crate and their anime line of monthly subscription boxes. Oh, so. Loot Crate Anime already has a box that you subscribe to monthly and they give you a lot of cool stuff in it. But now we can look forward to better content and exclusive Crunchyroll items. Okay. Crunchyroll has a lot of connections in the anime world. They really do. They're huge. Right. And if you look at their store on their website, they have a ton of items there. Mm -hmm. So it'll give Loot Crate easier access to cooler stuff to be put in the boxes that are going to be shipped to you every month. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think it's really awesome. For instance, the January box contained a small pack of candy, a phone charm, a manga, a tote bag, a shirt, a pen, and this cool Dragon Ball Z accessory. Wait, you actually get a manga with it? Yeah, well, with that box. Every month is a little bit different. Oh, okay. But, you know, that's just, that, that's what was included in the box. And it's only like 25 bucks a month. That's awesome. So, 25 bucks, you get all of that? Yeah. Some shirts cost $25 alone. There's multiple subscription boxes, but on average, the stuff that's inside is valued at like $60. So you're getting a huge discount. You just don't know what you're getting. Right. Can you at least determine your size? Yes. You get to choose your shirt sizes and all that kind of stuff. Awesome. We're actually looking for a subscription box, but we want one that's like got snacks and food in it as opposed to stuff. Exactly. We want to be able to get boxes of different Japanese things and then try them out for you guys. Before, when we were in California, we had easy access to all this Japanese stuff. Here in Ohio, like we mentioned in the last episode, we really Mm -hmm. don't. So having a subscription box is going to make it a lot easier and more fun because it'll be a surprise. If you're looking for, like, reviews on any kind of subscription boxes yeah. that you want to go for, check out a website known as Bijou Boxes. 
We'll put a link at the bottom for you guys to check it out. The website is just full of reviews of different subscription boxes. So if you're not sure what you want or if you're trying to compare between Loot Crate anime and other different anime boxes, this will give you a hint as to what you're going to find. So mm -hmm. you'll find the box that's right for you. Which we're hoping we do as well because like we were just saying and we've mentioned before, there's not a whole lot of Japanese food here. Right. So we ended up getting lucky and we found this place called Jungle Gyms. Yes. Has two locations in Ohio. It's still not really Japanese food oriented. It's no, it's a huge, huge store, like, and it's got a ton of different international food yes. in it. So I mean, that part is really cool. Mm -hmm. But their Japanese section was not as much as what we were hoping for. It was like an aisle and a half. Yeah. Which had great stuff, but it didn't have everything. Right. I think for us. It wasn't as amazing as it could have been mm -hmm. because this is all stuff that we would have found at an aisle and a half at the Japanese store down the street. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we, there's more at that store. Well, yeah, because it's a whole store. Exactly. But for people who don't have that or who have never had that, Jungle Gyms is awesome because they walk in and they're like, oh my god, there's a whole like 40 foot aisle yeah. of stuff to choose from. But probably the best part about it is the fact that they have sushi and yes. it's really fresh and and it it's prepared really by sushi chefs yeah so, so it was fresh and it was good and if you really wanted like a handmade order of certain things that you wanted they were willing to do it so you don't just have to go to like your local store and just be like oh well i guess i have to have crap today because that's all they have you right can, if they have it in stock they'll make it for you and i'm sure everybody should have seen the little video we posted of justin with his sushi yes. that was actually from jungle gyms mm -hmm. and what did you get um, i don't remember it was something different it was regular tuna and trout. Yeah, And that trout. was the first time I've ever had trout. It was actually pretty good. Trout is not usually a sushi. <laughs> no. The trout was interesting, but it was it was good. A lot better than salmon. I really don't care for salmon when it comes to sushi. Mm. Hopefully when we go back, they'll have hamachi. I really enjoy yellowtail tuna, even more so than just regular tuna. It seems to be something that's hard to find around here. <laughs> so this is why we mentioned a little bit ago that we... Are wanting to get a box because we want to be able to get like Japanese snacks that we can't get from there. You know what though? Ah. One thing that I noticed they did not have at Jungle Gyms, they didn't have ramune. They didn't actually. Yeah, there was no ramune. Which like, is really weird. You would have they would have had that of yeah, anything. That's really. like the main thing. You they know? did have Calpico though. Yes, I bought a giant bottle and it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> They also had a giant selection of Pocky, which they isn't, did. yeah, that's not that surprising, but they didn't have any of the Kit Kats. They no, only had one flavor. I think flavor. they had one other flavor, but it was sold out. Yeah. So hopefully they'll have more. Maybe they change up the selection as the weeks go through. Who knows? That's we, true. We've only gone once and there is a whole nether store, but that one's like an hour and a half away. Yeah. And they might have different things there. That's very true. So we will probably have to go on some random excursion one of these days to go figure it out. But, but back on the boxes. Yeah. So there's something we are going to start doing for you guys. Um, we're going to get these boxes monthly and we're going to shoot a video while we open them and try them out so you guys can see what we're getting. And yeah. uh, maybe you'll want to try it yourself. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get some fun, interesting things to try and you can see my face make weird faces <laughs> of things that I do all the time. Yeah. It'll, it should be a lot of fun. I think so. <laughs> Though, maybe we'll get some drinks and I can try out this new straw that is actually being invented in Japan right now. <laughs> yeah, this straw is kind of ridiculous. So, at Kyoto University, they're holding what is known as the Student Project for Enhancement of Creativity, or known as SPEC. SPEC! 
It's a contest where students take up science-oriented challenges with the financial and academic support of the university. Which is super cool. I wish we had stuff like that. It's like our, like, third grade science fair project, but at the college level. Well, yeah, but they get... They get support. They get financial support. Like, how awesome is that? Mm-hmm. See, that means that they're just like. But they don't they want take it. every applicant. Well, no, but still. This year they had twenty-six, and they only chose six of those applicants to actually try to create something. One of the applicants we're going to be talking about is Kotaru Takahashi. He came up with the idea of silenced straws. He's an eighteen-year-old freshman that is trying to create a straw that reduces... So Kotaru thinks that straws are just too noisy. Very noisy. And honestly, I kind of agree with him. (laughs) They are. And it's mainly for when you get to like the end of your cup and you have that little leftover liquid and you make that like slurping sound or whatever, the sucking sound. He's trying to eliminate that with a silencing straw. And he's actually got the backing of the university to do this. Which which is is amazing. Awesome. Because like, not only is that a ridiculous idea, but Mm -hmm. they're totally going with it. Like, (laughs) so he has a prototype with the straw that has like inner surfaces that greatly reduce the noise, but he still needs to do further research before it's complete. The university plus some donors are already backing Takahashi. He just needs a bit more funding so that he can get like the cameras and the mics and of like higher quality so Mm. he can actually see what is happening because right now he's kind of just testing his theory and trying to work on that but until he can actually afford those things he's just not able to do it he only needs four thousand dollars according to this so that's not actually that much money it sounds worse when it comes to the end he needs five hundred thousand yen yeah right yeah it's about only four thousand american dollars but (laughs) it's just fun to say five hundred thousand yen because you're like oh my god that's a lot of money you know if i knew kotaru in real life Mm -hmm. i would probably donate to his cause because i think he and i would be great friends like i hate when people make noise when they eat like sometimes it'll throw me into a rage and i i can't help myself yeah you know there's actually a disorder for that by the way it's known as misophonia I'm sure that that is completely true. Yeah, it's 100% true, because, like, <laughs> even the slightest of sounds when eating, like, maybe you just happen to tap your tooth with a fork, or you just, like... No, that's... Oh, God. See, why? <laughs> <laughs> you smack your food around, or the crunch of chips, it pisses her off. Only after... What, no, see, what happens is, once I start to get annoyed, it just builds and builds and builds, and then, like sounds that normally wouldn't bother me like a chip crunching Mm -hmm. i just like i want to just throw something and get rid of all the chips so (laughs) yeah misophonia literally translate into the hatred of sound basically so (laughs) yeah i guess that i guess that's this this straw something we need in this house and like a mouth guard that like blocks all food eating sounds yeah see that would be amazing a little sound wall a little helmet little Mm -hmm. little bubble Mm -hmm. a bubble a bubble yes so you try to suffocate people when they eat how are they supposed to get it into the bubble well you take the bubble and it surrounds all of you so you eat in the bubble (laughs) see and then you don't have to worry about messes (laughs) and you don't have to worry about sound (laughs) no no i'm sure we can create something better than a a bubble all right anywho i think we got way off topic we look forward to hopefully seeing this straw come out in real life. Yes. Probably not anytime in the near future, though. No. But also, on the topic of contests, we were talking about the Dark Souls contest mm-hmm. um, last episode. Yes. Unfortunately, they have not chosen a winner yet. They Which were supposed d- to. Depresses me. Yeah, they were supposed to a long time ago. And it says that they've gone through all the applicants mm-hmm. and they're choosing a finalist and the runners-up so you know, it, i can imagine that being a hard thing to do though because 
It's $10,000 you're giving away. Yeah. You better take your time. You're not just going to choose, well, I think this guy's the best. You better have a reason for this being the best. Because when I watch this video, I want to know that this dude got $10,000 for something that should teach me about Dark Souls. Right. And I watched a couple of the entrance entries on their Facebook page. Mm -hmm. They're actually pretty good. Like, these people, they know what they're doing, you know? Like, they should be cinematographers and stuff like that. Well, maybe they are and we just don't know it. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That's, well, all better for them then. Yeah. If we find out any more info, we'll post it on our Facebook page or something like that. Yes. But um, as of now, no news. All right. Well, I think that about covers this episode. You can find us at... Super Sequoia Cast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also send us a message at our email, which is supersegoycast at gmail.com. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, review on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can also check out our network, Night of the Living Geeks, at notlg.com. Yep, and thanks to Alex Barroza for our music. Check the link for more. Bye! of the living peak.